The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Horus Heresy. Whether you're a warrior of the Legionis Astartes, an adept of the Mechanicum, or a mortal in a galaxy of madness, you'll find your place here. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, broadcasting deep within the bowels of the Vengeful Spirit. And welcome again to the Remembrancer's Retreat. My name is Jesse, and I'm here with Caro, Dave, and Austin. How's everybody doing tonight? Just lovely. That's honestly the first time I've uh, heard the intro full up, and that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I agree there. Thank you. But yeah, going well. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good, thanks. Start of a new week, and uh, been working a little bit on my uh, Legio Astorum Warlord Titan, just slowly pushing on. Got some blue panel armor here, slowly working its way there. But I'll pr I'm thinking I'm going to have it ready for Nova. I'll have some Titanicus ready for Nova. Have you made the dreaded decision of Bromance Bash or Adeptus Titanicus? Yes. And I'm going to throw myself into something new and try Titanicus. You're you're a brave man. I yeah. I want you so bad. It's a hard decision to make, but I'm I'm going to step into something a little bit different. Yeah, like any any of the other 30k events, and, and I've had a blast doing all of them. Like, don't get mm -hmm. me wrong, but any other one in a heartbeat, I'd be doing Titanicus. But romance yeah. bash, man, good times. Yeah. Yeah, I got. You know, Will's not here tonight, but I played with Will my last two uh, seasons. So hopefully, he can either find a new partner or play Titanicus. Yeah. We'll we'll find out. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I made a pact with Jason for the Bromance Bash like two days after Nova ended. Uh, so okay, we'll, we'll see what we're feeling. Gotcha. <laughs> you made a pact. The pact is sealed. <laughs> yeah. Although, traditionally, packs of steel aren't as good as they seem to be. So, uh, maybe I'll just stab them in the back in the late fall and see what happens. Yeah, you never know. I would not have thought you were a backstabber, Austin, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what it will be. <laughs> Obviously, you've never played Twilight Imperium with me. No, no, not yet. And probably I should not do it then. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great game. So uh, this week, first with Austin, because you wanted to talk about Legion building, right? Yeah. So uh, I really hope at this point, at least somebody out there is interested in like the plausibility of the crazy fluff that we all love. Because uh, I find it kind of fascinating trying to fiddle around with real world numbers Mm -hmm. to see if any of this is actually remotely plausible. Sure. Um, and a few weeks ago, actually maybe a couple of months ago now, uh, I saw a thing online where a guy in a, in a chat I can't even remember. Like there's some random dude out there on the internet that I owe a citation to, and I have no idea who you are, but <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you, random internet person. Thank you for he, being there. He ran the numbers based on... Praetorian of Dorne, uh, there's a segment in there when Imperial Fist legionnaires are talking about the odds 
of any given kid making it to be a space marine, right? Sure. Uh, you know, hey, we think you might have what it takes. Let's run the numbers. And he came that to create 110,000 Imperial Fist Space Marines, you need 49,751,244 aspirants. Wow. So he... I yeah. want to see how he made the meth because I have no idea how he did it, but that's amazing. Hey, hey, Austin, can I, can I just real quick? I just because I've read Praetorian of Dorne, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I just would like to interject because I think those were the very first um, uh, Adeptus Astartes. I think that was the initial, like I want to say, call uh, for the Imperial Fist. That was that was Rogel Dorne literally choosing his first 100 because i think it was arcadius or Ar archemis um from the praetorian of dorne and so, so that that was not a normal so I will, I will interject like, things though, got as better. my rebuttal for that the old the old space wolf series with you know, 40k admittedly um with ragnar blackmane goes like the whole first book is ragnar from like barbarian on fenris through Bloodclaw. And his attrition rate, if you start running the numbers just based on, like, the people that he's with, are very similar to kind of what they're talking about here. That, like, you know, hey, a third of them make it through phase two, you know, two-thirds of them die in phase three, one in a hundred get through the initial testing. And there's also, um, I think it's Sons of Dorn, is another 40k novel that talks about three kids that were, you know, child soldiers on a battlefield and the Imperial Fist picked them up and it goes through like their initiation process. And their numbers are actually worse than the ones in Praetorian of Dorne by like a huge number. Like they, they start out with like 90,000 kids and like one of them winds up being a space marine. Like it's insane. Wow. Um, so I think the numbers like, well, to Dave's point, aren't a hundred percent like every time you go to make a marine, these are the numbers you have. I think they're good enough to kind of for going on with, right? And it's interesting because let me, I yeah, I disagree there. Just the space marines they have a planet where they're which is their biggest source of new recruits. Mm -hmm. I. Like let's just talk about the space wolves for that kind. Their planet is like the worst hellhole you could possibly be on. It's a mm -hmm. death world. How in the world would enough children survive this dead world, death world, or how how in the world would enough people survive to keep the legion alive? So here, it's just not sustainable. Here's the fun thing. Here's the fun thing about these numbers. All right. So I I, I started out with this number, right? This forty nine point seven million. Is this like a plausible number in the slightest? No. So, no. so looking at uh, the statistics from from Earth, this is all using real world statistics from actual like you know UN databases on all of this sort of stuff. All right, this is not me like estimating. This is taking the best numbers on Earth for this sort of thing. There are approximately you – know, so we, we know the recruitment process. You have to be about eight. Like eight's about the youngest you can go. 
uh, and like 1314 is as late as you really want, right? Like that's about the numbers. So right now, every year on Earth, there are 9,414,478 year olds per billion people. So you get that by looking at the birth rates, the male to female ratio, and then you subtract a little bit um, for the variety of deaths that happen, you know, from zero to about 14. Because there's no actual, like, year by year, right, for the deaths. So, but you figure they, they can't possibly catch all of them. Um, what's interesting is it works. The numbers work, right? So we know it takes about 450,000 aspirants to make 1,000 space marines, right? And we know from just like this, the kind of gimme statistic that I think Garrow mentions uh, is that one in 1,000 kids might be worthy of being considered for a space marine, right? So out of every 1,000 kids, you take one, and you put him into that pool of 49 million that you need to make the full Imperial Fist Legion. Uh, using those numbers, we could put out a thousand Space Marines on Earth in six and a half years. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, it, which is crazy because because I I thought the same thing. Like, oh, these numbers just like there there's no way that these are these astronomically high numbers are at all feasible. But that's a really doable, right? <laughs> like, that's not hard. For every billion people on the on Earth today, you can turn 20 of the, ki the people in the right age group, so every year you can do this, you can turn 20 of them into a space marine. But... And that's... Yeah, but I think, Austin, there's two things. I think, I think one, you got to look at the... We, you know, the Astartes project was not started in, you know, M2, like Earth with 8 billion people. Like it was, I mean, these, this was this was after the Age of Strife. I mean, this was Terra at sort of its, it's almost anti-climax, right? Like we were facing species extinction. So, and then the other thing is you don't build a legion overnight. You don't build 100,000 astartes overnight you, you you build it slowly which is why the first intake is probably only a hundred right and then those, yeah yeah but, but astartes live live almost for well they live until they die right i mean most of them don't re i mean yeah. everybody does but yeah, yeah they they live until they get killed yeah effectively yeah. immortal essentially especially in the heresy like all the 200 year olds yeah all the 200 year old space marines in the heresy would be bog standard tactical marines in 40k haven't been around long enough yes so and they recruited from many many planets i mean that's part of the reason why the original terran marines go to their home worlds and then they recruit off home worlds and they're being recruited along the way they're they're inductions from many of the planets that they encounter along the great crusade they even talk about this with the Death Guard. There's rapid inductions after the um, Rangdon Xenocides, right, where they suffer near catastrophic losses. So it's possible to create an Astartes in, I would say, less than ideal circumstances and under the required time with probably under the right protocols. But you could still do a rapid intake, you know. 
Yeah, well, and that's the other thing. This is, you know, they probably don't, if, if we're going by, like, the standard that I've mapped out here, they don't take every, like, they don't test every single eight-year-old, right? Like, and even, even the, the numbers I come up with, right? these are just the people the UN knows about. It's probably, you know, everybody in Somalia and, like, Syria right now, not on the list, right? So there's a, there's a little extra leeway there. Um, but I just think it's kind of fascinating that, like, what obviously is arbitrary numbers, right? Like, I really doubt, and maybe I'm wrong, but I really doubt the authors went and did a, like, firm study of population statistics and mapped all this out. Um, no, I think they were, yeah. But if you go, but it makes me a little happier about the universe that I'm gaming in that under, like you said, like if this, this math is based on kind of not ideal conditions, you know, they're still tweaking the formulas to get everything right. You can still put out, you know, a thousand Marines with 7 billion people in essentially no time at all. As far as like galactic scales are, are talking about like, if you have a, a regular planet like Ultramar, like uh, any given planet in Ultramar can found a thousand space Marines a year. No wonder there's 250,000 friggin Ultramarines running around, you know? I mean, my, the only problem I have with this is, what about all the really not good planets? Again, I know the Space Wolves have one of the worst planets in the world, but they're fairly... I don't even know how their recruitment runs. Do they even pick kids up? But anyways, I don't think they would be able to sustain on eight yields because the fertility in this on this planet has to be high a as hell yeah just because of the blazing heat in summer the freezing cold in the winter and then the fact that all the tribes are trying to kill each other yeah that that actually historically does lead to people breeding like rabbits uh just because so many of them are getting killed off but what i think's interesting is if you read inferno there's a lovely two-page spread uh that's a rogue trader talking about like his view of Fenris as a planet, right? Uh, and he mentions that there was rumors of when, like, Lehman Russ came down, like, hey, you're, here's your Space Wolf Legion, uh, here's, you know, you're going to recruit from Fenris, that they actually imported people to Fenris, mind-wiped them, gave them, like, kind of Fenrisian ethos, and just kind of let them go out into the world. Which implies that, yeah, Caro, like maybe Fenris just being Fenris didn't have enough people to support a full legion. Like maybe it did take importing, you know, however many billions of people onto the planet to make it uh, well capable of raising a, a legion on just one world. Can I just ex expose the 800 pound gorilla in the room right now? Go for it. Which is, we're talking about natural birth, right? We're talking about natural birth and birth rates. And yeah, yeah. we haven't even addressed cloning. Uh, I mean, we know that the emperor is doing cloning. We know that he's, his, he's got gene labs and he's doing cloning. And so, I mean, who's to say that the initial intake of Astartes are not just... A bunch of clones. Just 
that grown clones, man, that, that have got the right DNA at the right time. Um, I, I don't, don't know if that's... So I know in 40K, when they're making new Marine Legions, they have like specially bred gene seed serfs whose only job is to have a, a gene seed implanted in them, then two of them grow. Like when the second one is fully developed... They take both and just like kill that slave and do another one. But I've never heard of a chapter or a legion going in for cloning, except for like it, it's mentioned kind of tangentially that a couple legions besides just the Raven Guard tried some weird shit uh, as the heresy went on and they were trying to like hit recruitment numbers. But I've never heard it like blatantly stated i can definitely see that being in with well within the realm of possibility though for sure for sure like what about alpha legion yeah they all fucking look alike they do some weird stuff they yeah, all fucking right? look alike <laughs> and what's, yeah. but what's interesting about my whole little crazy theory is that so say it's true and you do need just all of these kids to make space marines and the space wolf legion hits a good number of Marines, right? And they, there's like rumors that they imported a bunch of people during the heresy and pre-heresy, or not during the heresy, but like when Russ was found to bump up the numbers on Fenris. Well, you got to figure there's some like natural cutoff, right? Sure. Like Fenris probably can't actually support, you know, 7 billion people for millennia. They'll just all get killed down to whatever the stable population is. Yeah. In 40K, Space Wolves are about 2,500, 3,000. But they never gave a shit about, you know, not being a Legion, which means that they're trying to get as many Marines as they can out of it. And that's just their hard number. You mean you think the Legion at 100,000 or whatever it is, you think that's just, it's capped at 100,000 because that's literally what the human population can support? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you look at it, most Legions are about that. And the Legions that are either a lot bigger or have horrendous casualty rates are all multi-world Legions. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting hypothesis. I mean, you could take it to its logical conclusion and say that, you know, 100,000 legionaries spread across 20 legions. So what is that? Like like some millions of legionaries, right? Mm -hmm. Like that was enough to conquer the galaxy easily. Yeah, it was and like two some, or three million. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would be like two million. And then, and then you, could, you could say that that is some kind of a symbiotic, you know, number in terms of uh, galactic scale, right? That, that that's what was necessary to conquer the galaxy. But I, I don't think it's ever been like that necessary to flush it out. I think it's cool. I, I think it's interesting. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You can start playing all sorts of like weird games with it. Like, okay, so if you know, you know, a billion people can make 20 space marines every year, like that's the average then, like, if you're on a death world and your population is half a billion, all right, well, you can only make 10 space marines a year. Like, how do you justify 
like your combat losses with your but, but, also well also keep in mind on a death world the ratio of you know actual aspirants becoming space marines is probably higher yeah because they're probably quite a bit more tougher absolutely yeah you probably don't have the like one in every thousand is a space marine you sure. might have like one in every three or four hundred yeah you know? yeah or like on fenris the the gene seed is supposed to be more likely to stick like as a space wolf aspirant you're a lot less likely to suffer the like oh well shit your genetics weren't right you died problem that like other legions routinely have so like yeah there's a whole bunch of other stuff that'll skew the numbers for sure but i just thought it was kind of fun to be like yeah turns out that it's a perfectly plausible thing you know Unlike running up to people and beating them to death with giant chainsaw swords. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, that that was my chat on that. And for putting up with my shenanigans, oh listeners, um, I had an interesting thing told to me today. Uh, and I'm going to caveat this, all right? This is like rumor mill stuff. Like, don't fucking take it to the Gospels. Don't do nothing about it. But you know, wish longingly. Hey, on one second, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something here. Uh oh. Welcome to Austin's rumor mongering. Okay, go ahead. Oh, holy shit, we sound so professional. <laughs> um, so I I am going to pull out one of those like I know a guy who knows a guy who knows things. Um. And he's been fairly accurate with, like, the Necromunda stuff and some AT-ness in the past and whatever. But we all know that the space Mar- the Chaos Space Marines are getting new stuff, right? And their codex is a few months out, and there might be some fun, you know, new stuff going on. Chaos Space Marines in 40K, like, the models are old as dirt. We've seen some new stuff yeah. in Blackstone Fortress and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and taking with a grain of salt about the size of my 70 pound golden retriever. Uh, one of the things that I heard they might be getting is a new rhino slash predator box. And that box will be a Demios pattern. Mm. Be so good. So when you say that Austin, a Demios pattern plastic, but you're saying that it's in the context of a, of the Black Legion, right? So the the Sons of Horus, but transported into 40K. Should there be a a, a Black Legion Demios pattern Land Raider with all the spiky bits? Well, not not Land Raider. Uh, yeah, sorry, Rhino. Uh, Rhino, Rhino chassis, with yeah. a, but but with uh, you know with the skulls and spiky bits and shit. Well, right? but then maybe because I mean, yeah. if you look at the normal Rhino kit, right? And the normal Chaos Space Marine Rhino kit, it's the exact same kit. There's just a sprue of Chaos stuff to Chaosify the Rhino, right? Right. Same thing with the Predator. So you might have something where, you know, it's a Demios pattern, but if you want to use it in 30K, there's a lot of filing and scraping and cutting. Or, and it would be a smart move on GW's part, you drop all the support or for at least, you know, you, you keep the the Predator, weird Predator turrets. You stop making the Rhino chassis as a Demios. And uh, you go buy a Chaos Space Marine Rhino. 
and you just don't put the spiky sprue on, and it's a perfectly useful rhino. That'd be cool. That would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, so uh, get your hopes up, and when I'm fabulously wrong about it, you can direct all of your complaints to Jesse. Uh, he's got Facebook, and then I think Patrick is running our Instagram. You can send just, just send it to Instagram, and someone will pick uh, it up eventually. Yes, somebody will be offended by I it. I also do the Twitter. Yes, or tweet, tweet Jesse. Tweet. Hashtag, we remember the heresy. Uh, we remember Austin is full of shit. And his friends are bad and should deal with that. <laughs> um, yes, yes. So uh, with that with that being said, this has been another segment of Austin's Rumor Mongering. Okay. I mean the first segment. Cool. I'm having fun with this. We are, uh, we are attempting new audio recording software, so uh, bear with us. And hopefully this will be a whole lot better when I release this. No more void-tainted recordings. Yeah, that hopefully. was so bad. Jesse, I, I listened to it. I listened to it. Last Dude, last episode, fucking, I, I had to put my man. foot down. It was yeah, so your voice got like all like low and slow and creepy, and it was, it was. Like, bad, dude. It was so bad. Yeah. Sometimes it sounds like this, but not on a podcast. Yep. <laughs> right, man. So, uh, this week, what else we got to talk about? I guess uh, this week the new heresy models that they revealed prior to uh, the weekender which is two weeks away, and I'm so excited. Those blood angels are so sexy. So, yeah, I, I can't stop looking they at don't them. Have like, anymore. I will say I am, I am surprised that for blood angels, as a unique unit model, or unique unit, cataphracty terminators. Right? Kind of surprising for an assault-based army, but I'll take it because, one, cataphracty is my favorite pattern of terminator armor, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. The model looks really, really nice. If it just wouldn't be true, true to the Emperor, I would play him. Oh, you could easily make those into Emperor's Children Terminators. We'll see. First, I, uh, there, there might be some uh, blood drops you'd have to file off. Yeah, I mean, I still yeah, have, that, to bo- I have to box of world leaders. I need, to, I need to take care of that first. The fun never ends. It never ends. Especially if you're never home. Soon yeah. soon you'll give up on that and just have boxes of unbuilt stuff with more boxes of unbuilt I gave stuff. on other things up. I won't give up on my world leaders. <laughs> and on my disco emperor's children. Yeah. But Actually, sure. yeah, looking at the shields again. So there are like there's a couple that are very obviously like Yeah. Blood Angel stuff, but the one in the middle, which has what I assume is like Sanguinius's face. Oh, you could do a lot of that. Could very that. easily be an emperor's children, like Praetor's shield, or somebody important. It's depending on how deep you want to go into the "we are all crazy" thing. But you could do a lot of cool. I mean, as emperor's children, you vary is how deep you want to go, right? Exactly. I mean, you could just leave it like this, or you could start adding things. It's all what you want. Yep. Speaking of adding things, the uh, the Night Lord's Praetors look pretty awesome. That's... And upon closer inspection of the power armored Praetor, he literally has two skin flags on top of his uh, jetpack. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. Although my my favorite right now is the Tartaros Terminator Captain Praetor uh, has a wrist mounted yes. Volkite. Yep. And that's 
Like that hurts Pretty a little awesome. bit as a militia player, but that's so awesome. <laughs> right. Plus it opens, you know, a little more leniency towards wrist mounted bolters and things like that that you can pick up from 40k kits. It's like, yeah, yeah, we got wrist mounted everything. Is that a guy who has a head with mustache on his belt? Yes. Yeah. Although I don't I don't know if it's a mustache or he's like sewn the guy's lips shut. It looks like uh, the lips have been sewn shut. Let me have to dream of my the screen mustache. Right I think it looks just, it would be just can... way more hilarious <laughs> with a mustache. We can put a mustache on there. It was me, Mario. <laughs> and those uh, those knights, I don't know what the Night Lords call their weapon. I can't remember off the top of my head. But they're, the they're giant ass. Chainglave, yes. Mm, yeah. Very sick. Very amazing. Oh, the Tartarus guy, he's got a peeled face on his shoulder pad there, too. Yeah. Just and the, dread, the Dreadnought's not bad either. It's not. I'm. So, the it's Dreadnought. It's underdone. Yeah. Like, he's I understated. Have, I would have expected more pieces and more. Let's, let's slap half a let's slap half a space marine body on there. Add a few chains and spikes, and you're good to go. <laughs> right? It's a it's a bit underwhelming for me, but um, at the same time, I'm not exactly sure where I would go with it if I were to design a Night Lord's Leviathan. Mm-hmm. So good job, Forge yeah, World. I I was expecting a lot more trophies on him. Uh huh. Maybe he just started. But like out. just just in my head, maybe. Like, he obviously can't, like, decorate his own armor, right? Like, that's what all sure. the other Nightmare guys are doing. <laughs> so this right. is just, like, whatever somebody decided to stick on him. Uh-huh. Like, maybe he doesn't want that. Like, maybe that Marine corpse on his shoulder pad was, like, his buddy. Like, maybe that's, yeah. like... <laughs> Tell a story. Yeah, maybe he doesn't actually want any <laughs> of this shit on him because he's an oh, old yeah. Terran Night Lord, and they're just fucking with him. Can I jump in here yeah. just real quick? Yeah. Um, because I, I want to get your take on this. So that is a space marine that's strapped on his shoulder, right? That's what I say. Uh, yes, I'm assuming. So yeah. it's yeah. the size wise, yeah, it's definitely a space marine. Guess so. Guess what they fucked up? He doesn't have fused ribs. Yep. There you go. Fucking Austin on the fucking ball, man. Yeah. You they can fucked up ribs the on this picture. Ribs. Yeah. You can see a couple of ribs that look like normal ribs. Yeah. Maybe he was just Gen Hands. Well, no, I guess he's got the. Uh... Yeah, he's Actually, got no. the black. He's got the black carapace plug, man. He's got the interface cable for power armor. Yeah. So, so if you guys want to do this right, you green stuff the shit out of that. You make those fused ribs. And if I want to be really petty, I can see the decal sheen on the uh, lightning right above that Space Marine corpse too. Boo hiss. <laughs> Oh, I'm no. sorry. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um oh, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that you guy. You are that, that guy, guy. Jim. You are yeah, that, that guy. Sad. <laughs> I thought they'd freehanded it. Uh, you tainted it all, Jesse. You tainted maybe it. Maybe that's just lightning glow. Could be. We'll we'll say it is. We'll say it is. Too light. Continue on from there. <laughs> I cannot trust them anymore. This is how you <laughs> what get are those little, what are those little squares. What are those little rectangles that are poked on there? Do you see them all, like on his knee pad and decoration? I, I don't I know what, but I, I don't know. Maybe they're uh, covering up holes, like just battle armor, like battlefield yeah, repair. Just... Possibly, looks, but they're all—they all, they all look like they're being clean for that. I mean, maybe it's yeah, just a bit of that. And also, they're like the uh, the rivets are on the top 
side of a rectangle. It's yeah, not like they're like, like they be O's of moment or something, but there's obviously yeah. writing on them. Yeah, I can't quite make out what Let's those are. Let's just pretend uh, they're just loosely nailed on, and when he's running, it makes a nice cling sound, so it makes him happy. And they just sway left to right. Yeah, cling. You cling, know, cling. if they are just like metal. <laughs> Just to give a vibration, like a creepy vibration to it. I can see that being a See? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like putting a fucking uh, siren on a snooker, right? Yeah. I, I don't need to be silent. <laughs> you have to know that I'm coming and you're... Here uh, I come. As if you could really hide a Leviathan yeah, coming. Yeah. sneaking up on anybody. He's got to scare him some other way. Because <laughs> obviously a 15-foot-tall death machine crewed by a dead man isn't scary enough. With half a dead superhuman sub god immortal just strapped to the side either isn't going to scare you yeah i mean that guy might still be alive who knows the yeah take some weird casualties <laughs> and those items eventually they just fall into slumber or are, end up more like a machine anyways but well, let's be scared in general no matter if there's a conscious inside <laughs> or not it's it's yeah And also for the uh, for the Mechanicum players, we have the Ordinatus Acteus. The unpronounceable. Which Warhammer community roughly translates that into massive death drill. And how ridiculous is it, right? Like, it's pretty ridiculous. It makes me so happy from like an old Epic player's perspective. Because it's just, a, it's that model. Like, yeah. Now they showed they showed this back in June, and it is definitely a massive model. It is one of their bigger ones. Yeah, it's and I all don't... the same tracks as their other Ordinatus. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it's supposed and I... to hold. I don't think they actually give a size; just a complement of your chosen troops. But if that doesn't hold yeah. thirty guys, like at least like the uh, the Macedon holds forty. Yeah, so I want this to have at least a thunder, at least a Thunderhawk's capacity. Sure, but it does look pretty sweet. It looks the more I look at it, the cooler it is. Right, like even, I, even with the uh, with the on the tracks, the little Volkite. <laughs> what is it doing? It's supposed to be <laughs> three <laughs> miles away, dumping guys down. Why is it on my battlefield? It just. <laughs> uh, but it makes me so happy. It really does. Yeah. Definitely a centerpiece to any Mechanicum army. Especially if you've already got a bunch of termites. Yeah. Good old termites. Yep. And also, at the end of the article, they mentioned that there's something so awesome we couldn't fit it into the article. Something Forge World fans have been looking forward to for a very, very long time. We'll have more on that. We'll have more on just what that is very soon. What bunch so, of teases. No, no. So what Primarchs have we not seen yet? Uh, let's see. Sanguinius. Demon Angron. <laughs> Sanguinius. <laughs> the no, lion. We've seen sang a picture of Sanguinius, though. No, we haven't. Yeah. Haven't we? Oh. No, we have not. Just some really good third-party models. Have you seen one... <laughs> But uh, so I know Sanguinius and the Lion, and I think that's it. And the Con. Sanguinius, the Lion, and the Con. Those are the three that are missing right now. Those are the only ones. Oh. Yep, those are the three left. I'm kind of surprised that they made a Perturbo model before they made a Sanguinius one. Uh, Pert's more <laughs> in the early Heresy, though. Yeah, but I mean, Sanguinius is the one who dies at the end for the. 
I well, mean, I will say that the Forge World releases seem to have, for the most part, no bearing on when the lore comes out. They just been, if I remember right, in a earlier question and answer, it's basically, hey, we work on what we want to work on first, and there you go. So nobody um, wanted to work on Sanguinius. Wonderful. It's a lot of feathers to sculpt. Probably yeah, that, that will be a massive undertaking. I'm really excited to see it. Ready. I will say that. Jesse, we, we talked about this a little bit before, like the fact that we're starting to see leaks before the weekender is a good sign. Like, that, oh yeah. Yeah. That, that I mean, like if we continue to see more leaks before the weekender, that means that they've got some pretty good stuff to show us, you know? Oh yeah. A couple weeks no joke. Like last year, like last year's weekender was pretty awesome. Like they showed us so many th- cool things. Like, the uh, old school speeder and uh, uh, God, what's Scorp? Uh, not Scorpius. Why did I say Scorpius? Uh, Scoria. Yeah, Scoria came out. And yeah, and Alfarius. Yeah, yeah. And the, like they, they showed some awesome stuff last year. Yeah. So fingers crossed. It's. I think it's going to be a good year. Do you think we'll see malevolence at the weekender? Absolutely, I would definitely put my money on that. So you think pre-order this week, or you think pre-order after the weekender? They might do it after the weekender because a lot I've, if I remember right, a lot of the pre-order stuff they'll show they'll do it like yeah, that's right. They have a, like yeah. a limited like, supply. But at don't the they weekender. normally so announce somebody that, that, that there's going to be some stuff up for early grabs, no, or is uh, it just kind of taken as a given? Not it's taken as a given. Usually, it's like the day of. Yeah. They'll show you what they have. Like surprise, yeah. here's a uh, Constantine Valdor, <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Here's Janicia Crawl. Like, yeah, know, like they they were not for pre order, and yeah, they just kind of appeared. I think they was at the weekender last year. Well, that is oh. exciting. Yeah. yeah, no, I think I think in a couple of weeks we will have book eight uh, at least for pre order. We'll start to see leaks. Garrow, I'm sure, will be there and captured good stuff for us so yeah, yeah. wish i could be there I, I was so, i was so close to pulling the trigger on going myself but i was like ah, and i got responsibilities i can't yeah, do that maybe maybe next <laughs> which year. in turn it yeah maybe next year maybe. it turned out for the best it turned out for the best for me this year but, yeah you know who knows what will happen next year maybe next year forge world could bring a weekender event to the states please yeah please but <laughs> pretty please I feel like it'd be almost as expensive for us to go to Texas as London. Yeah, you're right, and I'd rather be. I'd rather be in. And we wouldn't. It's true. The flights to London, London were actually yeah. fairly cheap. I'd rather be in Nottingham. Yeah. And London's yeah. more interesting. And then we get to wander around Warhammer World and have beer while we game. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard to beat. Although this is not being held at Warhammer World, it's held at a uh, at a hotel like half an hour away. Yeah, doesn't matter. Just beer. Oh yeah, yeah. If yeah, there's no way you couldn't. I mean, I uh, just go on another day. Less going on, I guess. I don't know. One day I will complete <laughs> the hajj. The what? The pilgrimage. Uh, the the pilgrimage, the religious pilgrimage. Oh boy. To Nottingham. Once in your life. Jesse, I didn't know that's a religion. How can I drop out? <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh so anybody got anything else they want to talk about tonight 
I do, uh, real quick, and, and especially uh, Austin uh, would like your take on this. So, uh, Jesse, we talked a little bit about last time the um, Kickstarter that um, Oz30K has up. Yeah. The, uh, the 28 millimeter Nighthouse Engineer. Well, right. it's it's been successfully funded, um, and actually it's doing really well, but they've released a couple cool stretch goals. And so if you guys want to get in now. <laughs> it totally sounded like you said stretchables. Stretchables, stretch goals. Yeah. Yeah. Stretch. I, I like stretchables. Yeah. But I'm sorry. Continue. Oh, there's, Continue. Um, there's some good stuff here. So if you guys um, are not familiar with Kickstarter, the way this works is you can pledge above the amount uh, of the whatever individual goal you're at. And so you would, you're able to kind of unlock more stuff, right? Which is cool. And so if you're planning on spending that amount yeah. of money at the end of the campaign, anyway, you should, you should just plug it in upfront and you can do that by just going in and, and upping your pledge level. But, um, so what they've released Jesse, and I don't know if you've seen this Austin is on their, um, their update, they've got, Update two is cloaked strangers. And so there's this. Yeah. Okay. So this is. Deep okay. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Like, this is the kind of shit that we get into on grad school. This is deep, deep lore. This is. So if you don't know who these guys are, I'm just going to go out and I'm going to pull the audience. Right. Like, like uh, Austin, hold on. I'm trying to guys? find a picture of the guys you're talking about here. Oh my God. They're slot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're what? So, Slot, and I don't think any of you were in my only war campaign, Stephen can tell you all about the Slot, are a Xenos race uh, that feed on humans kind of, well, not, not vampirically, because they eat your brains, um, and prefer the brains of sentient species, and for some reason, humans... You know, like like the person that's really into steak or mac and cheese or whatever. Human brain is their favorite food. Um, and they're creepy and they're yeah. all pariahs. So, so to link this back to, to 30K, um, so the slaw came out in Dark Heresy, which was a Warhammer 40K hmm. role-playing game that Alan Bly you know, sort of the father of, of the heresy, he had a, a, a huge hand in. And so the slaw were a big part of 40K and sort of they worked their way into 30K in this very esoteric way, which probably most people aren't tracking. But in one of the Forge World books, I want to say it's the first book, um, there is the uh, Rangda Xenocide. And in the Rangda Xenocide, they're described as the quote-unquote slaw murder mines so it's it could be that the slaw are controlling sort of this sentient race uh or they may be almost like a vampiric race like what austin's talking about they may have been just overtaken by the slaw but it is a very cool allusion uh to uh this this model yeah and i, I so guess by vampiric i i meant more like they're on the fringes of human society, right? Like they, yeah. I mean, if you if you look like that guy in the middle, that's what they look like, that's right? Cool. He's got creepy worm tentacles and all sorts of things. But if you look at the guy on the left, that could be a regular, albeit kind of creepy dude, 
And they'll yeah. have intermediaries, like humans that do their bidding. Um, yeah, yeah. And they kind of infiltrate Imperial stuff. Like, yeah. sometimes a planet will go dark, and people will be like, what the hell happened? And they'll find everybody with their brains eaten and nobody around and be like, I don't know. And an Order of Xenos Inquisitor will be like, mm, drop the ball in the slot again. Um, yeah, they're a really cool, creepy just like micro faction in 40k and it's great to see him getting a little 30k treatment a little model love here um, i think the thing i like most about them is because they're all psychic blanks they're very obviously not yeah. a chaos threat like it's just like oh hey there there are like some cthulhu level fuckery going on and it's not the chaos gods behind it like it's these guys which is always fun I just love that. Man, how much are these in the Kickstarter? They're not. You can. You just I'm not making any money. I shouldn't do this. No, you. You, um, just, you add them in. Um, so you <laughs> pledge at a at a level that allows you to add them in, uh, and yeah, they just replace either the Knight Envoy or the Knight Engineer. Because um, I was I was really digging these unarmored Marines already, but what do we got? Uh, Ten days. All right. The unarmored marines are pretty right. Yeah, I do like them. So the unarmored marines, you can they're just they're just above and beyond the pledge. So this is so this is the deal, right? If you wanted to say you wanted to back this Kickstarter at like the event supporter level, which is I think a hundred Australian dollars. Oh Jesse, I think that's correct. Um and yeah. it gives you ten models. So of those ten models, you can you can pick and choose. Yeah. Uh, I think half of them have to either be the envoy or the engineer, and then the other half could be close strangers, which are the slaw, uh, or um, you know any assortment of that. Now, if you... uh, finally, yeah. So I was looking for the whole time for the pictures and did not figure out who you exactly were talking about. Yeah, the creepy guys with like. So the close strangers are there. Yeah, my. Uh... Yeah, no, I see him. Yeah, but I think they would be great narrative, um, yeah. you know, uh, objectives in it. Yeah. And it, it, Models. Yeah. Yeah. Great NPCs and whatnot and narrative yeah, I campaigns. I especially like that a couple of them are chains. They're pretty Just cool. The gaming possibilities are yeah. off the wall with some of these guys. Oh, yeah. I think we hit on it a little bit last time, but like, using them in zone mortalis and like chambers as rescue missions and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, that's what I love about these guys, right? I mean, the guys down in, in Australia, it's, they're, they're doing the heresy, right? You know what I mean? Like you can, you, you know, you, yeah. Above and beyond. Yeah. It's been pretty awesome to so, watch. I feel like we need to get, we need to get down there. <laughs> any big heresy events down there? Oh sh shit. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, like if you look at a, if you go on Facebook, go to Mornival yeah, Events. They get a bunch of good stuff. Like they're constantly churning out all sorts of crazy, crazy narrative events. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it, it's good stuff. Man, like Australian dollars are lower something. than or. Yep. There, um, that's interesting. What's, what's the exchange rate right now? Well, let's just say one the one hundred fifty Australian dollar are equal to around one hundred seven U.S. dollars. Ah. Huh. Well, 
Yeah. Uh, 71 cents American to the Australian dollar. That's pretty good. Can't complain. I've had worse exchange rates. It's a lot better than oh, the like damn. 130 right now for a pound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think they're, uh, as of this recording, which is the 22nd, they have 10 days left on this project. So yep. if you want to get in, I'll be sure to post, uh, repost this link. But uh, yeah, if you want to get in on this, do it now. Do it now. Right. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Again. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man. All right. So with that being said, anybody got anything else they want to talk about or plug in before we wrap this up tonight? No, that's all I got. All right. Cool. Well, um, I'm Jesse, and here with Caro, Dave, and Austin. Thanks for uh, spending some time with us tonight. And uh, until next time, keep those dice rolling. See you later. See ya.